0: back. It is Thursday. We've got another episode of the Late Night Vision Show. This is a special episode, Jason, and I'm about to tell you why. You say this that is a every special week. No, this, one, week this one's special, special in my heart. Episode 232. Okay. Right. Uh we've got a big review, okay. uh, a review that I know that most of you have been uh waiting on for a while. But the reason why it's special, I want everybody to help me recognize and congratulate Jason on making it to another birthday. So this episode airs on Thursday. Jason's birthday (laughs) is over the weekend. Uh, And I, I, you know what, man, I I just, I don't know of a better (laughs) uh, friend and a better boss than you. So thank you. You're an amazing man. And, and I'm, this is from the bottom of my heart, amazing man. And an even more amazing father uh, if you guys could see the uh, the uh their kids uh, amanda and jason and see how well behaved they are <laughs> just great kids i know he's probably shaking his head uh, but well behaved well-mannered hard work the two hardest working kids you'll ever meet and it's a testament to jason and amanda his wife they're wow. uh how great people they are so happy birthday and uh i hope you're doing Th- some fun thank yeah. you
1: very much folks I, I, Hans, I really do appreciate that. You're very kind. I do want to say this. If y'all saw me looking <laughs> down, it's because I was grabbing my phone and pulling the calendar up. And yeah. going, What's he talking yeah. about? Because I really didn't know exactly when my birthday was. You know, you get to be yeah, this you age. Forget. You know, I, I, I'll tell y'all this. Listen, real quick, we'll, 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 de- you know, detour real quick. Guys, those of y'all who are listening to this, who, who've got kids, you're going to get this. And, and, Hans, I know you will. So, uh, my daughter, Dixie Lee, uh, her birthday is uh, six days after mm-hmm. mine. And so, you know, again, after mine, mm-hmm. mine's first, but all my wife talks about is, so when are we going <laughs> to have Dixie Lee's birthday party? What day do you have right. Dixie Lee's birthday? And I'm thinking, what yeah. about my birthday well, Can we not have like daddy and um, Dixie Lee? But No, yeah. <laughs> you know how that goes, sure. it's, but that's okay. When, when, when you get, get this age, you get over 40, you're not too excited to go out there and, you I, know. Celebrate another Half the, one. It's just, yeah, give
0: me some. Cake Half the time, and, I you know. can't even remember how old I am to tell you the truth. So I'm like, "What number are we on this it's year?" True. But yeah, uh, it's er, true. y'all, y'all jump on, comment right. to the video, wish him happy birthday, uh, and thank you. I don't know somebody out there will be having a drink for thank you, you, on, you know, on, on Saturday. Thank you very, yeah. very much. I appreciate it, y'all. Are, y'all so are we awesome. got a big review, right? All right. Well, on, let's yeah, jump absolutely. into
1: this. Uh, hey, I want to say something real quick before we do. Uh, we had a comment. From a loyal uh, viewer on YouTube the other day, uh, last week, um, Hans and I, you know, we we did a, a topic show where we were talking about laser range finders mm-hmm. and judging distance at night and a lot of different things like that. And he jumped on and he goes, hey, man, he said, I love this show. Uh, I listen every week, but man, sometimes the constant reviews that y'all been doing, he's like, man, it yeah. gets tough. He's like listening to them all. He goes, but I do. And so I want to say, first of all, appreciate y'all who are our uh, loyal you know, listeners who listen every week, regardless of what we're talking about. I don't know how you <laughs> do it, but we appreciate you. I know a lot of people, uh, they, they're they like, man, I don't want to hear another mm. review. And we yeah. get it. And I'll tell you, this has been an issue over the last two, two and a half years. There's just been more and more yeah. thermal optics. When Hans and I started this uh, back, well, five seasons ago, uh, there was... You know, there was only a few new thermal optics uh-huh. a year. We weren't sure what we were going to talk about the rest of the time. And uh, now it's it's the opposite. It's, all, a, it's, it's like all we it, do is reviews. And, and we sense that, guys. We want you to know we're looking for every opportunity to, to do some topic shows and things. So if there's something you all yeah. want to hear, you know, that you think would make a good topic or a good discussion, and leave it in the comments, and we'll definitely throw it on our list and and try to get to it. You know, especially when there's less. It's a
0: grind it. for us too, uh, doing all these reviews. We want to do more topic shows, and and uh, we get excited. I, like last week, it was like a uh, like a little energy boost. But like you said, we've got so many right. optics that are always coming out that we've got to get to that people are depending on us to get to. Uh, but before we jump into it, if you're looking to purchase a night vision or thermal optic, and you want to talk to uh, a couple of guys that are uh, not young, not kids, have a little bit of experience out in the field. Uh, now, in in uh, appreciation of your birthday, we are not young kids. <laughs> we are probably a little over We're middle not. age, uh, but we do this. We have we have a job like what kids uh, dream of, I think of, and that's to get to hunt and use these optics on that's a daily true. basis. So, if you want to talk to somebody, talk to somebody that's used this stuff out in the field, all these optics. Call me. Uh, you can talk to me. You can talk to Jason. 877 350 1818 outdoorlegacygear.com. Let us, let us jump into the review of the, well, I'm going to show them, Jason, Pulsar Merger. And why don't you go ahead and give them the model, the, the specifics? Yeah, it's the Merger. Yeah, it's the Merger
1: XP50 LRF laser Range Finder. Um, guys, I'm going to tell you what this is. I mean, if Hans you know, is holding it up and you're looking at it, you can see this is a set of thermal binoculars. And so there's a couple things going on here. One, they're mm-hmm. new and they're not new, okay? Pulsar has had the accolades. The accolades have been around for several years and they're basically a thermal binocular as well. But what's really changed is the design. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing I can say is these look like a true set of binoculars. If you set these on a table, uh, and you walk away from them, you know, across the room, five foot away, whatever. Anybody, they're going to, there's a pair of binoculars. That's what yeah. they look like. That's what they feel like. And so uh, it, it's the first time that that Pulsar has done this. We're really bringing down and slimlining mm-hmm. that square block style design of that accolade. And these things are mm-hmm. legit. We're going to get into more about this. Uh, but I'm going to go over the specs first so you kind of know uh, what you're looking at here. Again, it is the Merger XP50 LRF uh, from Pulsar. All right, let me find the specs here. Here we go. All right, I'm digging through my notes. Okay, let's start with the price, $5,898.97. And I know there was a gasp from a lot of people that go, oh, my goodness, that's too expensive. Uh uh, they are a 640 by 480, 17 micron, uh, less than 25 millikelvin, uh, you know, thermal sensor in here. Now, one thing I'm going to just real quick throw this out. I don't want to get into big discussion. We are going to call these binoculars. They are technically binoculars. What that means is. Um, Hans can hold it up and point to it. There is one lens here. There is basically one thermal sensor, one lens, one camera, and the other side is your laser rangefinder. So you take that single objective lens, and that information comes into the sensor, and then it splits and goes to two display screens. So technically, that's called a biocular not a binocular but we're going to call them <laughs> binoculars because that's way uh-huh. easier that's what everybody refers right. to them as but I just want to be clear cuz if I don't say that there's going to be somebody come in the comments and and you know tell me that I'm a moron and rightfully so and rightfully know. so <laughs> and rightfully rightfully so no no question a lot of other reasons no. I'm a moron as well but so they are a biocular but again they function <laughs> like a binocular you know so that's what we're going to call them so all right Again, 640 by 480, 17 micron, sub 25 millikelvin. What does that mean? It means fantastic image Mm -hmm. quality. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, It is a 1.0, very fast objective lens. They have a base magnification optically of 2.5 power, and they go all the way up to 20 power with the 8X digital zoom. So 2.5, and then again up to 20. They've got a 65-foot horizontal field of view at 100 yards. They have a detection range. Now, this is not identification. It's just detecting that there is a heat source out there at about 1,968 yards, so just about 2,000 yards. The LRF, the laser range rangefinder, uh, will function and read out to about 1,100 yards, uh, again, that's going to be on a large object. You're not going to do that on a coyote, okay? <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a, a, a little bitty small target like that and, and get back anything at 1,100 yards, but, but uh, you know, a big target, the, the LRF is capable of that. It does include audio and video recording. It includes all the normal uh, you know, color palettes that uh, you know, Pulsar is known for. It does have Wi Fi included, so you can use the Stream Vision 2.0 app uh, for streaming to your phone or tablet. Uh, it weighs about 30 ounces, 30, 31 ounces, and then there's a neck strap that comes with it that's probably gonna add another ounce or two, so I'm gonna say about 30 ounces, give or take. Uh, just compare that real quick the Pulsar Helion 2 XP50 Pro, uh, that's basically the same unit. With a single eyepiece and without the laser rangefinder, so it's just a monocular, um, that unit weighs about 22 ounces. So, in reality, to be double the size per se, you know, have two eyepieces, uh, you know, only going up eight or 10 ounces is, is really not bad at all. Battery life. Now, this is interesting. We're going to talk about this. Guys, remember this part right here when when we get done with the specs and the walk around we're going to come back and talk about the battery life and i'm going to tell you why these numbers are low and you're actually going to get probably better battery life than this in the field i'll explain stick around it's important all right battery life there is an internal battery so kind of like the pulsar thermions it's an internal battery that you can't take out but it also has an uh, um, external removable battery that slides in and locks in. Hans will show that in the walk around. That's an APS-3. That's one of the common batteries uh, that Pulsar uh, uses in some of their optics. Uh, The APS-3 is included. It is removable. And if you would like to purchase more, you can do so. They're about $99 a piece. So the internal battery, this is a straight run time, just leaving the unit sitting there. I got five hours and 15 minutes. And so then the APS3 removable battery, I got four hours and 15 minutes, which gives us a total of nine and a half hours. Now, I will say that is a perfect test I mean I did use it a little bit I recorded a little bit but 99% of that time it was just sitting there indoors so that's a that's a perfect world to get nine and a half hours in this condition in the field uh, in again normal temperatures above say 40 degrees you're probably going to bring somewhere around I don't know 30 minutes to an hour off of that, just turning it on, turning it off, recording, using the laser range, finder, a lot of those things. So, you know, that's, what did I say, nine Mm -hmm. and a half hours. Maybe it's eight, eight and a half. But when we get to this, I'm going to tell you why it's actually going to be even longer than that. So stick around. I promise uh, it is worth it. Um, Identification range. I'm going to taste really, really, really good. And Hans and I are going to go conservative on this. Um, I would say a hog, a coyote, a deer, a calf, you know, small animals like that. I think you're going to conservatively be able to identify it 400 plus yards. I think if you have uh, experience using thermals and you know what animals look like, you know, you're comfortable with with, you know, thermal imaging Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a lot further Mm -hmm. than that, and I do mean a lot further. But I think I can hand these to a first-time thermal user that you know has probably never held one in his hand, but he is familiar with what the Mm -hmm. animal. You you have to have some hunting experience, know the difference in what a a a deer and a coyote Mm -hmm. looks like, that sort of thing. But I think 400 plus is is, is a realistic minimum, and I, again, I think it's going to be a lot longer mm-hmm. than that if, if you you know you're familiar. Uh, dimensions: This thing is 7.7 inches long, 5.6 inches wide, and 3 inches tall. Uh, that's going to be it's actually going to be narrower than that narrower than that on the, the eyepiece end, but you can see out there towards the objective lens, it's a little bit taller. It does include a USB-C uh, port where you can plug it in and charge it. You could also run it off of an external battery pack if you would like to do that. And this unit is an IPS 67 rating, which means it's fully dustproof, fully waterproof, submersible to three foot for 30 minutes. And I actually saw uh, on social media that Pulsar had posted a photo of these units sitting in water. <laughs> Somebody had, had, I think, said one of their pro staffers was was testing it, and it was a really cool photo, but these units were sitting in the water. And uh, the, the point is, guys, if you drop this thing, well, number one, if you're out in the rain, you don't have to worry about it. If you drop it in a mud puddle or a creek or something, you don't have to worry about it. It is fully waterproof, warrantied against that. But I got to tell you, I would just still, it would just make my heart sink to, to see a $6,000 pair of thermal binoculars a foot underwater. Yeah, so don't do that just, for fun. Don't it test seems, it for fun. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise it for fun. But it is warranted against it. And speaking of warranty, it does have the Pulsar USA three-year warranty. And Pulsar does have mm-hmm. great customer service if you ever need anything from they're located uh, here in Texas. Uh, We're glad to have them here. They're a great company to mm-hmm. work with, so rest assured buying that. Now, Hans, I think you're going to do a walk around, show us what comes in the box. Yeah, and Pulsar
0: idea. being a very, uh, gr- a very good designer of thermal optics, night vision optics, European made. I mean, it is very intuitive. So I'm going to do a walk around real quick. Has the next strap? You know what? Before I do that, let me say what's in the box. So in the box comes the next strap. Uh, you also get a soft shell carrying case for it. A lot of people ask about that. Uh, you also are going to get a wall charger uh, for it that comes with it. Uh, your USB-C cord, so you can uh, use that to charge it with. You could use it to hook it up to your uh, uh, up to your computer to download videos off of it. So you got a couple different cords there, and you've got a charging base. So this is the base that you charge the APS-3 removable battery in uh, if you buy an extra battery you can charge both of them at the same time you can always charge this optic uh, just by plugging it directly into a wall socket uh, and that'll charge both batteries at the same time so uh walk around now what jason was talking about you, you know you basically have one objective lens so we were pointing to it you got your one objective lens there on this other side is your laser rangefinder. Uh, obviously you have laser range finding capabilities with this on top. You've got six button layout, three on each side, anything from power to your record button to your laser range finder menu and up and down. Uh, the USB-C Jason is kind of like plug is like finding where's Waldo. Had to look for it, <laughs> but uh, it was, I had to it was, all it's, it's, it's hidden. It's all a right. good hidden spot right there, but USB-C port right there. You've got your tripod, uh, uh, post screw. If you want to put it on a tripod, like Jason said, the eye uh, eyepieces are adjustable for size depending on how narrow or wide your eyes are. So these are uh, adjustable. You can pull them apart. You've got eyepiece diopter focuses independent for both eyes, which I'm messed with forever. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I get one perfect. My, my left eye is jacked up or something. I don't know. I couldn't get it. couldn't get my eye yeah. working. Right. But got them, uh going. Focusable objective lens here on the front, this dial right here. Uh, I think that's, I think that's about it. Oh, the battery. Yeah. Yeah. All let's, right. let's show, let's demonstrate show this battery. battery. Okay. Here's your APS three right here on top. See that little white dot that helps you line up how to put the battery in. But it's just kind of stuck in there to release it. There's a, a kind of just a button here, uh, on the side, closest to the objective lens. You push that, uh, and it releases, pops that battery up so you can take it out uh, just to put it in, just insert it in there, push it down really hard and to release it again, push that button pops that ba- battery out. So demonstration of the battery. Okay. Hans, I want to. I want
1: him to. Sh- I want you to show him one more thing. If, mm-hmm. if you're done, I want yeah. to talk about something. But while you got, I want to show. Him. Okay, uh, Hans is going to show you, and, and you're going to go what the proximity sensor. Um, I'm going to explain what that is. Hans, show him right where that thing is. See. see oh, if you Oh, the can
0: see proximity that. sensor. That's uh, yeah,
1: yeah, r- that right there where you put your yeah, eye. Yeah, it. it's right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right there. All right, guys, you go. Well, what's a proximity sensor? Well, it, most modern cell phones now have this. And that's where when you pick your phone up and you put it to your face, the screen goes off because it senses that it's at your face and you pull it off and the screen lights back up where you can see it. So this is brilliant. Mm. Pulsar, A+, you get an award for this. This is the greatest, mm. m- seems so minor feature that I have seen in a thermal scope this year. I'm not going to say ever because I haven't thought about it long enough. There may be some better future, but I don't know of anything this year that I have seen, uh, maybe longer than that, that is this simple but ingenious. All right, so what this means is simply when you pull your eyes away and it, that, that little sensor right there knows, that okay, you pulled them away, immediately the display screen goes off. And it goes off, and if you're familiar with Pulsar, when your display is off, it's got a little blue box that bounces around, kind of like a screensaver. You know what? It's basically showing you that, hey, I'm still on, but there's this little blue box when you look in there. So when you pull your eyes away, the display, both displays on the eyepieces automatically go off. When you put it back up to your eyes, instantly mm. they come back on because it senses that your, your face is coming back. Now, this does two things, may do more than two, but there's two that I can think of right off the top. Number one, it's saving your battery life because now you've got two display screens that go off. And when I was talking about the battery life, I realized to properly test this battery life and give you the, I'm going to guess to say, Mm. worst case uh, of. I had to turn this proximity sensor off, which you can do in the settings. Turn it off so that the displays stayed on the whole time. Um, I would love to know, but I did not feel like going through this test again to see how much longer the battery life is with this proximity sensor uh, turned on so that the, the display screens are not, you know, on all the time. But it's going to have to increase your battery life because those two screens are turned off. So, uh, again, this is a battery life boost, but I'm going to tell you the second thing that it does. Now, when you're wearing these around your neck, instead of having those display screens on and the light bouncing up here and hitting your chin and illuminating your face, even if it's just a Mm -hmm. little bit, number one, People are concerned. Hey, maybe the animals might see it, and they might. Uh, maybe, maybe you're too too far away, and they won't. But number two, it's annoying mm-hmm. to you. You're walking around, and you got that little bit of light hitting you in the again the chin. This r- just eliminates that. As soon as you set them down, the display yeah. screens are off. So anyway, guys, I know this sounds like really <sighs> simple, like okay, big deal. Got no, it's a big deal. And Pulsar, if you're listening to this uh, start putting oh, this in yeah. your, all your telescopes. It's just, this, it this is, is it. This is what it's yeah. amazing. So anyway, that I just wanted to, to throw out that proximity sensor and explain what's going on there. That's yeah.
0: fantastic. You teased it a couple times in the leading up to it. So man, <laughs> I hope everybody is impressed. Right. No, it's a great feature. And I agree. I hope they put it in everything to tell you the truth. Uh, me too.
1: It's I, and I think we'll see that I think this will be, and I'm I'm not predicting what Pulsar is going to do, but I'm just saying, I think if Pulsar doesn't do it, other <laughs> manufacturers are going to see it right. and copy it because it's, right. it's that good. All right, guys, I want to jump in here real quick. And I want to talk about some of my, you know, just general thoughts on this optic. I'm fixing to make another comment and this is going to be a very, very big comment. And, and, I told Hans this. I got this unit first and he hadn't seen it yet. And so I I brought this up to him, and and he may or may not just, he may agree or disagree. Um, I believe that this is the best designed, the overall best fit and finish. Feel, attention to detail. I don't know what other adjectives or words to use here. I think when you pick this up and you, again, look at the design, you feel it in your hands, the way that there is rubber that's kind of soft. I say rubber. I guess that's what I call it. It's a, it's a softer rubber. In, in some places, the hard plastic in others, I think this is the nicest and best design thermal optic period that I've ever yeah. picked up. I'd think... That it it feels like a high end set of binoculars. Mm-hmm. So if you went into you know you, you know an optic store and, and you picked up a normal set of I mean I'm talking several thousand dollar daytime binoculars. That's what it feels like to me. I mean it feels that that nice and I don't think that that I'm exaggerating when I say that uh, it, it's. These things are not cheap. These things are not just thrown together. There is a lot of detail going on in this design and fit and finish and feel. And guys, that's what Paul Sarge knows. It for. is. I mean, we've said that before, but I think they outdid themselves. You
0: will not be, you know, $5,800, almost $6,000 is a lot of money. But when you get these, when you hold them in your hand when you use them and you see the attention to detail, mm-hmm. like Jason's talking about you're not going to be underwhelmed I, I promise you that the mm-hmm. the the presentation uh, of these and and what you're getting uh, what it you, it yeah. is I, I have to agree with you on that jason um there's so many times that you know you you buy you spend a lot of money on a thermal optic and it almost feels like you're holding a piece of equipment that came right out of the military <laughs> or something like that you know which it's <laughs> which is fine <laughs> yeah. and and rugged um but these these do these feel like uh, very high end set of optics that you know you, you can tell just by looking at them that man those are those are really really nice um uh, but the performance of these things again is is what makes this a great buy because even no matter how it looks like on the outside through the through the optic itself I mean these things are legit and there's a lot of companies um that have not Tried to even mess with thermal binoculars before, I in in mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, this is Pulsar, you know they had the accolade. Now they've got the mergers, um, but man, they really. I wish we had one of the accolades to show if we if we still had one uh, in the office. We do, they're, yeah, they're, warehouse. But I, don't I wish you could see me. the difference side by side because the way that it looks, if you're not familiar with the accolade, it looked like you were kind of holding a. A uh, Kleenex box with two with two lenses yeah. on it. This it, it is. I mean, you wear this around your neck, people are going to think you're out walking trails, bird watching during the day or something. <laughs> yeah, bird something watching. like.
1: Hey, I want to I, I want to say a, a couple quick things here. Number one, and this we're way into this review, and so it doesn't really matter at this point because if you've stuck around this long, but we're recording this in October of 2022. And these units are not in full production yet. Uh, we've actually still got you know a list of people uh, waiting on these. Uh, you know, this is the first set of these that we've got, kind of a pre-production deal that, that Pulsar sent out uh, to dealers to let us all start, you know, testing them. Uh, so, I mean, this is, I say pre-production, this is the final mm. production unit and we paid right. for them, but it's just, we just got one, you know, to, to, to use. We've had them for several weeks. But with that said, Uh, again if you're watching this and and, you know down the road november december maybe next year 2023 whatever we may have these things sitting around uh if you go to our website and you see that they're not there at outdoorlegacygear.com or you want to call and talk to us about them whatever we can get you on a back order list for them so i wanted to say that number one that that you know again as we're reviewing these today uh, supply right now is, well, supply doesn't exist, (laughs) but supply is going to be limited here this fall. So if you want them, uh, I would say to give us a call and and throw in a back order. But the second thing I'm going to say is that, uh, people have been asking me, all right, I already own the accolades, you know, I got the accolades, you know, XP 50s. Do I need to upgrade to these? And my answer to that is yes and no. Okay. Uh, is it a overall nicer fit and finish and feel and design? In my opinion, yes. Um, but image quality wise, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit better. I mean, is it, is it worth it to, to go sell yours at a big discount than to come buy these and, you know, lose some, you know, whatever, two or $3,000 in the middle? I, I don't know. I don't want to tell you to go do that. That's a lot of money. I know there's some guys who are still seeking out the accolades because they like that IPS-7 battery pack. And maybe they've got a Pulsar Trail Scope or maybe they've got a Helion and they can, you know, maintain the same battery pack system. So there's still a place for that accolade uh, for now. I think the accolades are going to stay for a little while. I don't know that they'll be around forever. But to the guys who are like, should I just run out and go buy this and get rid of my accolade i think if you've got the money to do that you're not concerned about it financially of maybe you know losing some money on selling a used optic and buying a new one i'd say sure uh if you're getting maybe down on your warranty you're down to maybe two two and a half years and you're saying man i've only got six months or a year warranty i don't know i'm kind of thinking about you know getting into a new one before Mm -hmm. the warranty runs out yes uh if you're perfectly happy with your accolades then no, I don't think you have to go jump into these. I think the design change is going to be the biggest thing you're going to notice. So I just wanted to mention that because a lot of guys have said, you know, hey, I love my accolade. What do I need to do? And I'm like, I think that decision just has to come up, you know, down to you and your budget and, and what you're looking for. I don't want a guy to go out and, and sell those, buy these and go, well, they're cool and they're better, but, you know, I lost three grand in <laughs> yeah. the middle or something, you know, so just some, something to think about that kind of boils down to, to where you're well, at. But. Um, Hans? I was gonna say, no, go no, 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 you go
0: ahead. To, before we jump into the the likes and dislikes, real quick, I wanted to mention because a lot of people asking about the Helion Two XP50 Pro versus the Accolade. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of differences. I'm holding them up if you're listening on audio only version, and I hope you all enjoyed all of the footage from the merger. Uh, Jason was kind enough to supply that from all his hogs have been running around in his pasture. So. Uh, kudos and great work right. on that. Um, you know, <laughs> the the monocular versus the biocular. The really, it's it's personal preference. People call up and say, "Well, which one would you prefer?" Well, you know, what I want and what I would like is going to be different than what a lot of people do. But uh, don't think. I mean, the picture image on these are going to be very very similar. Uh, there's not going to be one that's going to be mm, further yeah. uh, or or much further as far as better picture image. They're going to be very very close. Um, now obviously the merger has some features that the, the Helion doesn't with the laser range finder and, and the fact that you, uh, you know, you're looking through both eyes, which when looking through both eyes, I will say, uh, you have less eye strain, more comfortable for your eye, a more, probably a more enjoyable experience when you're out. Um, maybe the downside is it's a, a little bit bigger and uh, maybe not quite as mobile. If you're moving around a lot, it might be a little bit tougher, but The picture image, don't let that be your deciding factor thinking, oh, well, this one's going to have better picture image because they're going to be almost the same.
1: Yeah, basically on paper, they are the same. It's the difference in putting, you know, Mm -hmm. one eyepiece versus Mm -hmm. two. And Han said something. This is, uh, I'm going to roll into kind of my likes here because this is something I wanted to bring up anyway. So he was kind of making this point. There is something about looking through two eyepieces, number one, like he said, less eye strain, but it also gives you this weird, almost mm. 3D effect. You, you have this little bit of a, a perception of depth that you don't have uh, normally with a single eyepiece up right. to your eye. So there there is a benefit to that, but I, I do want to say Hans is right. These are not for everybody this is uh they're big they're bulky this is not something you're going to just slap into your hoodie pocket or into your coat pocket you're going to have to wear them around your neck if you're really really mobile if you're moving a lot if you're doing you know they may not be for everybody if you're dragging through the woods you're climbing through barbed wire fences all night or may not be for you Uh, i think if you're set up in one location uh, you know, maybe calling that sort of thing. If you're in a, a blind of some sort, fantastic. And and again, that's something we can maybe get into here in a minute of of who they're really good for. But I I do think that um, there's still a place mm-hmm. for the the helions for for Excellent. sure. And and I agree. Don't buy one thinking you're gonna get yeah, necessarily huge exactly. quality. So l- let me jump in here on these, these dislikes. I want to get those out of the way. I always like to do those first. So. Uh, one thing I know is going to come up, uh, so you know we got to mention it. Hey, it's got an internal battery. That internal battery is not removable by the end user. Uh, if it ever died or had a problem, it would have to be sent back to Pulsar for uh, warranty mm-hmm. work or for repair, replacement, what have you. It's the way all the Pulsar Thermion scopes are. We haven't seen that been a be a big issue. They've been around since 2019. I don't expect to see this to be any other kind of a a major issue. But again, I understand some people don't like it. It is what it is. Uh, The optic will operate without that battery. So let's just say in some, you know, terrible scenario, that battery died or quit working or wouldn't take a charge or whatever. Just pretend (laughs) it's not there. The optic will still run off of the APS-3 that is removable Mm -hmm. uh, or a USB uh, battery, so it's not a huge deal. Uh, I think that the, the speaking of, of the battery, uh, Han showed how you, you press and pop that battery out where that APS-3 battery slides in. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to say as great as I talked about the design and how amazing it was, I think the battery is the one thing. The way it slides in feels funny to me. I don't feel like it's I don't feel like I'm getting a, a click and a lock of any about sort, to say in, so I kind of I'm just about to say that I just don't know. You, yeah, I don't know if it's all the way in, and I press it to is Is I've never seen it fall out.
0: It's nothing it's, like that. But I, yeah, I don't know. you you want to you want to hear a click, or you want to know something that's in there. But really, the only way that you know that it's in there is just you just almost press it as hard as you can. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but it there's is. no latch. There's no click. There's nothing really to let you know that it's seated in there other than then it's just tight and it won't go any further in.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, whatever. It, it's just yeah. kind of strange to me. I just wish there was something a little better there, but whatever. I mean, I've never had yeah. a fallout or anything. Um, two more quick things. Uh, the eyepieces. So those are independent and they actually move uh, left and right, in and out. And because everybody's eyes are, you know, a different distance apart. So you've kind of got to play with that. And if you don't get them the right distance, what you'll actually do is you will see the image twice. Your brain will not put that together. So if they're the wrong distance and you start having that happening, you know you mm-hmm. something's wrong. You've got to get them just right. And it takes a little bit of playing with to get it right for your eyes. So I think the only negative would be if, if your buddy picks this thing up and his eyes are, you know, uh, sitting over here on the side of his <laughs> head or something, then then he's going to pick it up and go, man, these, you know, I need to adjust these or whatever. Uh, I let several people look through these. I had them set for my eyes, nobody moved them. Uh-huh. They didn't even know uh-huh. they could move. You know, Nobody said anything about it, but I, I do think there, there's a little bit of adjustment there. You just got to toy with that. I don't know that's a, a, a negative. It's just something to know going in that, that you need to play with those. And then I think that this is going to be inside baseball. This is a complaint that I have and I, again, I'm nit, nit, nitpicking, and I'm sure the Pulsar guys are just shaking their head, but for you guys who have owned and used pulsars like the trails or the axions or the helions, you're gonna know what I'm talking about here. So over on the left side of the unit, you have your menu button and your up and your down. Historically, pulsar has put the menu button in the middle, and then you're up and down. Uh, On either side of that. So when you're going through the menu, you know, up, 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 or down, 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 and you press the menu button to select. This is different. It is up, down menu. So I cannot tell you how many times (laughs) I would press the up button thinking I'm selecting pressing the menu. Now, listen, if you've never used, Uh, a Pulsar, I say never even used. If you haven't used a lot and got that muscle memory of how their buttons have always been, this is a non-issue to use. That's why I said a little Mm -hmm. bit of inside baseball. But if you are familiar with that center menu button, this is, man, it takes a while (laughs) to get used to. Why they did it, I have no idea. It really doesn't matter. It just goes back to your... Pulsar muscle memory and that's yeah. it. So if you don't have that, nothing to worry about. But again, uh, you know, hey, we, we want to pick a, pick apart the little things, no matter how small they are. But that is the mm-hmm. very, very minor nitpicking, uh, you know, dislikes. But the likes, guys, there's a lot
0: to a like. Lot, lot to like. Um, and I think you hit the, the all the dislikes and all the ones that I could even think of. And even more. Uh, which you know not a surprise, but <laughs> the positives I know, no was it was, you you're very insult. thorough yeah. with it and it's good <laughs> that's what people expect um the positives, man, uh, we talked about the fit and finish, the attention to detail mm-hmm. the the menu, the ease of use um the, just the I, I don't want people to think that they this is an overly complicated optic to use I, that's a big concern from a lot of people mm-hmm. they're like I just don't like te- technology. I'm intimidated by technology. I don't want something with a lot of gadgets and gizmos. You know, this optic does a lot of things, but that doesn't mean you have to use all the features that it has. If you want something comfortable to use out in the field that has fantastic picture images, it's, it's a great optic. And it has a lot of features that down the road, if you ever feel like exploring and, and learning more about it, it can do. But the fit and finish, uh, again, the attention to detail, when you, when you see it, when you feel it, when you use it, you can tell how intuitive it is with that proximity sensor, which is a great feature. And knowing that, Hey, this is a very high end European made optic. um, And it's something that you are going to have for many years and be able to enjoy and not worry about, well, you know, something brand new is coming out tomorrow. So this is going to be obsolete. No, this is, this is something you're going to have for a long time, many years and it's going to do everything that you could possibly want it to do while you're either you're out in the field hunting. If you're just a hiker and a, or a camper and you want to make sure that, you know, keep a large game away from your tent at night or, you know, property um, protection or security, I mean, whatever you're doing, this is something that's going to last you a long, long time.
1: I agree that you just marked most of the things off my list. I'm going to, to finish up and I'm going to say, just that overall design as I already made the huge statement. I think it's the best design thermal optic I've ever held. And when I say design, again, I'm talking about, I mean, not just the button layout, which is true. I mean, the way those things are, it, it's ergonomic. It's right there, whether you're left-handed or right-handed, it, they just feel perfect there. But again, that fit and finish design, uh, the way they feel in your hands, it's not just a bunch of mm-hmm. hard plastic. It is that softer... Right. Uh, rubberized feel in all the right places, it's legit guys. So I like that battery life, big deal. As I told you, me taking off the, the display off, you know, proximity sensor, taking that battery saving mode off, uh, I still got nine and a half hours here. Uh, again, admitting that that's sitting here, best case scenario, Maybe in the field that goes down some. Then again, I think that comes back up when we turn on the the you know display off feature, with battery saving. So uh, let's just call it whatever. Let's just go conserve, Call it nine hours, guys. That's a yeah. lot of battery life. And you know I got over four hours on a single you know ninety nine dollar APS three battery. So if you're really concerned about battery life, maybe you're hunting in that super cold weather, you grab another one or two of those batteries. And we're talking about a ridiculous runtime. Uh, to me, I was concerned about battery life. I, I mean, I had this fear mm. of like, I'm going to test the batteries and I'm going to get four or five hours. You know, I got twice that. So really, really happy with the battery life. Now this is going to seem minor, but... It's a really nice padded neck strap. It's got, you know, neoprene on it. It's a, it feels really good. It's what you would expect that you should get with a pair of binoculars like this. Uh, Again, I know it seems minor, but I'm glad they're there. Uh, If you want to put some other kind of neck strap, you know, I know a lot of guys like to use a, you know, like a chest harness so they're not bouncing around on you with normal binoculars. Uh, You can definitely rig up different binocular mm-hmm. straps uh, with that rolling in here. I know we got to wrap this thing. We've gone long because we, we liked it and so much. We've, we've talked a lot about it. But I, I kind of mentioned this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my piece, and, and I'll kind of let Hans mm-hmm. say what he thinks. But, you know, who's it good for? Again, uh, it's good for the guy who I think is in a fixed position, whether that's in a stand, whether that's standing behind his tripod calling, whether it's sitting in his mm-hmm. truck. Uh, you know, maybe you're out checking cattle, Uh, you know, maybe you're in a state where you can hunt from your truck. You're sitting out in the middle of your own field, got your your heater sitting there running, and, and you're, you know, maybe you're watching a, a bait pile or whatever. You want to roll the windows down every once in a Sounds while. Sounds like Look my out. kind of hunting
0: right there. I'm, I'm think, down for that. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I'm thinking about. I might even have a little debut <laughs> yeah, or something. A have, a, have a snack Man, while I'm in there. Cream so, so yeah, I a whipped cream. There you go. So So I think it's really good for that guy. I think if you're extremely mobile and you are tons Mm -hmm. of walking and maybe, like I said, going through fences, going through briars and stuff in the woods, uh, just all over, they may be heavier than Mm -hmm. you want. Um, I think that we get more and more guys that are um, mule deer hunting and elk hunting, uh, and they're getting, or even bears and, and some of these states allow you to, uh, you know, search for those animals, maybe, uh, you know, one or two to some guys, you can do it right then. Some guys have told me it's got to be, you know, 48 hours before you hunt or whatever your state's rules are, but you can look and you can say, Hey, look, you know, those, those elk are over there. They're, they're bedding on this side of the mountain mm-hmm. or whatever. whatever. I think those kind of deals where you're glassing and looking a long ways for a long time, I think they're going to be really, really good for that. And again, the laser range finder, I think is just going to be a plus. Uh, if you don't even need the laser range finder, it's there. You can't get it without it. I think you'll use it. I think you'll play around with it. It's cool to have mm. in there. So overall, that's my two cents on on who yeah, I Yeah, and
0: I would agree. Think about this. If you're like what Jason was saying, if you're very active, very mobile, like I am walking around all the time, you know, time you're sitting still is just to call coyotes for a little bit. But uh, if you are an AR hunter, if you hunt with an AR style rifle, think about the way that you go into the field. Think about, uh, how much you move because, uh, if you carry an AR rifle, more than likely you carry it across your chest with a sling. So if you got a backpack on, you've got your, ch- your, your rifle hanging across your chest, uh, you can't really hang binoculars around your neck too and carry it if you got a rifle on your chest. No. So again, I, I think you, I think you nailed it, Jason, uh, who it's good for, but, the people that it is good for, it is excellent for. So, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. I uh, love these, love these binoculars. They're awesome. If you're looking to purchase this, or if you want to talk about other Pulsar options, uh, optics, scopes, monoculars, there's a lot of stuff they got going on, and they are continuing to pump out. Uh, what's great about Pulsar, they pump out good stuff, but the, it's all really good quality stuff. Uh, it's not super rushed. And, you know, everything that comes out seems to have just such an awesome, awesome uh, upgrades from things in the past and, and little, uh, uh, you know, little things that we like the proximity sensor, little items like that, that add to it. But anyway, give us a call eight seven seven three five zero one eight one eight 350 1818 outdoorlegacygear.com. Again, you can talk to Jason and I, we've both used these out in the field quite a bit. Um, you know, this video is going out. My review video is going to go out with it as well with some additional vi- uh, video content. Uh, if you want to talk about the Helions, anything else, give us a call, 877-350-1818. You can find past episodes of the Late Night Vision Show on theLateNightVisionShow.com. Uh, thank you for watching on YouTube. Subscribe there. We're almost at 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, Jason, which is awesome. Uh, and also, thanks for listening on iTunes, Google Play, watching on Facebook, uh, on Spotify, all of that. And if you want to find me, uh, you can find my YouTube channel, Hans Hans H-A-N-S-E-T-X, on YouTube, uh, or you can find me on Instagram at Hans Etx, and then you can find Jason on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, on all the forums, pretty much. Outdoor Legacy, uh, go give us a go, give us a, a check out and a thumbs up. How about that?
1: All right, guys, thank you for watching this review. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hans told you how to get a hold of us if you're interested in purchasing one of these or finding out if it's right for you. We would love to have your business. Uh, If you want to support the podcast, uh, give us a call whenever you're ready to purchase an optic, night vision, or thermal. We would love to have your business. Guys, we hope to see you all back here. uh, Same bat time, same bat channel next week. Between now and then, you all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes.